Each month, the Security Ledger podcast informs and entertains an audience of thousands of technology and information security professionals. If that sounds like an audience your company is trying to reach, consider sponsoring one of our podcasts. We offer per-episode sponsorships of our weekly podcasts, which feature news, analysis, and discussion of the most important cybersecurity topics of the day. Or you can commission a custom podcast to highlight your executives, researchers, and subject matter experts. To learn more, point your web browser to securityledger.com slash sponsor. Hello, this is the Security Ledger Podcast, and I'm Paul Roberts, Editor-in-Chief at the Security Ledger. In this week's episode of the podcast, number 186. It hasn't been typical in the past to have your um, refrigerator or your range or your dishwasher uh, or laundry connected to the internet. And by doing that, you get additional benefits, but you also open yourselves up. Internet of Things devices have been cropping up in homes, businesses, and on enterprise networks for years. And now in 2020, consumer electronic devices, as well as connected infrastructure of all kinds, pose real risks, both in terms of cybersecurity and privacy. Organizations seem to grasp this. A recent survey by the Poneman Institute, in fact, found that 61% of respondents said it was likely or highly likely that their organization would experience a data loss or theft due to insecure IoT devices or applications in the next 24 months. That's up from just 48% who said that in 2017. Consumers also apprehend that the security of their home surveillance cameras, connected appliances, and other smart home technologies really matters. The problem to date has been that there's no easy way to measure security in these products. Absent some kind of security mark or certification, how are consumers or businesses, for that matter, supposed to know which smart dishwasher or surveillance camera system is running an out-of-date version of Linux that can't be patched? Enter Underwriters Laboratory, or UL. Over the past few years, the organization, which has been certifying the safety and security of products for generations, has been rolling out a rating system for cybersecurity on the Internet of Things. At this year's CES conference, UL announced that GE Appliances would be the first major OEM to carry the UL cybersecurity rating. But what does that mean exactly? And will consumers actually change their buying habits to reward cybersecure products? To talk about it, we invited representatives from both Underwriters Labs and GE into the Security Ledger studio to talk. With us in the studio this week, we have Sean Stover, who's the Executive Director of Smart Home Solutions for GE Appliances, John Osif, Technology Senior Executive of Smart Home Solutions for GE, and Gonda Lamberink, Global Senior Business Development Manager at Underwriters Labs. In this conversation, we talk about the new IoT security rating system from UL and about the process that GE used to win gold certification for its appliances. We also talk about the future of cybersecurity ratings for consumer products and how manufacturers like GE plan to support the cybersecurity of their durable goods like dishwashers, refrigerators, and washing machines over the long term. Gondo, John, and Sean, thanks all of you for joining us on the Security Ledger podcast. It's great to have you. John and, and Sean, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to figure out who's the best one to answer this question. Um, for GE appliances, what were the challenges or, or concerns that, that you had around cybersecurity as, as an organization, as an, as an OEM? And what kind of drew you to the UL certification? So why UL? The world of IoT and, and connected devices is, is dynamic. And 
we realized that. And when we looked at that and we compared it against all the other things that we do from a, a business standpoint for our products, uh, from a safety, from a design, from the physical nature of the products, we wanted to really make sure that we had something on the digital front as well. And, and we do a lot of work with UL on the physical products that we have. So I think it was a natural transition for us when UL came up with this framework to investigate it. And it aligned uh, pretty well with the understanding that we used inside of our business, the philosophy that we used of security by design and privacy by design um, already in our business. And so we decided to investigate it and, and uh, had the alignment with the UL group to come out with that standard. And, and it's a recognized standard. We, we see UL on lots of products as a mark today, again, those physical products. So we felt very confident about our ability to be able to show that on our products and show that in our marketing materials and have consumers be able to recognize that as a viable option for them and give them the assurance that they needed that they're buying a product that they can trust. We're talking just for our listeners' purposes, GE Appliances. Uh, talk about what types of devices uh, you guys produce and what types of smart connected devices you produce and how, um, how big or important a part of uh, your kind of product strategy are these smart connected features, you know, now and, and going forward. Yeah, at GE Appliances, we carry a full portfolio of products for your home. And inside of that portfolio, there are is a full option for a smart connected type of a product. So anywhere from your ranges and stoves to your cooktops, um, refrigerators, dishwashers, laundry, washers and dryers. We have water heaters in our portfolio. We have water filtration and water softening, as well as air conditioning products. So Really, it's kind of everywhere in our portfolio. And, you know, we look at it as a way to really bring more value to a consumer for the products that they buy. A lot of the things that we produce are durable goods. They last in homes for a long time. Uh, they're an essential part of the home life of all consumers out there. And, you know, when we look at that, we want to you know, our goal has always been to be a leader in the industry and through IoT and through connections, we know that we can make those products better over time. And we feel that's an exceptionally interesting value for the consumer that hasn't existed before this time. Gonda, um, just tell us a little bit about the UL IoT uh, cybersecurity certification and kind of the origins of it and where we are now, where we stand today with it. Uh, sure. Um, so uh, IoT is playing a bigger part of all of our lives, and uh, there's massive growth in the number of connected devices, including consumer IoT devices. Uh, and this is presenting new uh, security risks as this presents a larger attack service for hackers. And uh, we've seen examples of the last uh, years of uh, consumer products uh, being hacked. The security of these products uh, is a threat not just to the end users or consumers, uh, but everybody else on the internet as well, like what we've seen with Mirai, for example. So as you well, we develop standards and have security uh, assessments and evaluation schemes in uh, multiple IoT verticals. For consumer IoT specifically, uh, we did not see a good fit with existing standards and certification options. Uh, so we developed the IoT security rating as a uh, framework, actually. It's not a formal UL standard uh, based on industry best practices uh, that can target security uh, assessment and evaluation for consumer IoT devices, uh, looking primarily at, at must-have or fundamental security uh, practices, uh, and also offering a product labeling option through the UL Verified Mark label. 
talk a little bit about what went into the uh, framework, what standards or guidelines were out there that UL looked to as it was developing its own set of certifications? Yeah, so we've looked at uh, multiple policy and industry-led uh, guidelines. So for example, in North America, we've uh, been closely eyeing uh, the NIST effort to develop uh, a baseline set of security capabilities uh, for IoT products, the NIST guideline A259. Um, which is something that we've met the IoT security rating requirements to. Another uh, leading effort uh, by the Council to Secure the Digital Economy, CSDE, in collaboration with uh, CTA, the Consumer Technology Association, uh, led to uh, an industry consensus on security baseline capabilities, which is dubbed the C2 consensus. And that's another example of an industry guideline that we've uh, met the IoT security require- the IoT security rating requirements to. One of the challenges is uh, with with Internet of Things, obviously, is is that it is a huge space and encompasses m- many different types of devices. I mean, Sean and John, you were talking about durable goods, you know, home appliances, refrigerators, dishwashers, and things, down to um, smartphones and um, you know, almost kind of disposable tech. You know, very kind of uh, low end, inexpensive devices that that people might only uh, own for for a short while. When you're designing a, a framework certification, how do you take all of those different types of devices and use cases into account and come up with something that can be applicable to all of them without being so watered down that, it, that it's kind of meaningless? Yeah, I think this was one of the reasons we really liked the UL proposal and the UL framework, because it had the different levels. And we could pick the appropriate level that met our needs. So in this case, we picked gold. And it really came down to the the data that we were storing, the data that we were transmitting, and, you know, the privacy concerns we would have. How do we protect that data? So that's really how we kind of honed in on what we wanted to do to show our consumers how we're taking security seriously and how we're making that commitment to security. You brought up the different levels. Um, Gonda, it might be a good idea. Can you give us kind of a a quick whirlwind tour of the different uh, certification levels uh, that are in the UL framework. Uh, maybe just tell us a little bit about what each of those certification levels uh, corresponds to. Sure. Uh, we've identified five levels, uh, levels bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and diamond. Uh, with levels bronze and silver uh, really aiming for absolute minimal uh, security capabilities uh, that do include uh, must-have security controls that are based on very common security risk. I think uh, many of us are familiar with the risk that default passwords present. So for any uh, default credentials and devices uh, that are used to authenticate or connect or onboard devices onto networks, uh, that's something that we would check also in these lower levels as a uh, a must-have security control to actually use unique uh, credentials. Uh, Similarly, what is covered is uh, on a basic level, uh, an ability to do software updates, and uh, leveraging secure communications um, uh, when transmitting data from the device to a cloud backend or to a mobile app, for example, and vice versa. Level Gold is uh, a strong security level that GE bought into uh, for their products, which makes sense as it really covers essential requirements, including data security requirements, um, and really gives that that, uh, more robust uh, security level. And then Levels Platinum and Diamonds uh, go beyond that, uh, looking at more advanced attack scenarios and, you know, could be fit for purpose for consumer products uh, that are more easily accessible, 
on the network, think about, for example, network equipment like like routers. In terms of compliance with these different certification levels, what are the interactions between the OEM and, and UL to obtain these certifications? And at what point does, uh, I guess this would be a question for, for all three of you, at what point in the kind of product conception and design um, does the certification requirements kind of come into play? So um, how do you obtain the certification? What types of steps are involved in that? And uh, maybe for John and Sean, how does kind of, you know, aiming at one of these certifications influence the uh, product design uh, process? I could maybe start answering that question and then uh, GE could uh, talk based on uh, their experience with the process. But basically uh, how we uh, go about ultimately providing an IoT security rating and associated uh, level and uh, the Fairfax mark demonstrating that is that we first uh, inquire about the product through uh, some intake information. So we want to understand the type of chipset, the processor, the security architecture, the firmware, the types of protocols that are implemented in the device, uh, have a bit of information about the design of the device. In order to assess the device, we would uh, require the firmware of the device. We need a physical sample of the device to be able to run it and, and basically would perform the assessment. Uh, we would then uh, provide the assessment results to the OEM, provide a test report, and then the verified mark and the associated uh, uh, label for marketing purposes and, and use by the OEM. John and Sean, um, how did uh, having the goal of getting the certification, uh, how is it influencing just the product development and, and testing uh, a process for, for GE appliances? I think fundamentally from the start, we've always had security in the forefront. Like Sean mentioned, you know, some of our tenants for security is, you know, security by design, but we also do security by default. We don't want to make it so the consumer has to do a lot of work to make the appliance secure. The other things that we really like, we've always done pen testing. We've always done and tried to be transparent with how we do security, why we do security. So really everything that we do really aligns with what UL is trying to do with their framework. So it was a very good match. The process was very easy. Uh, UL was very good to work with. A lot of dialogue back and forth. Like Honda said, they, you know, they actually tested the physical product, which was good. And they also reviewed our processes and methodology. Overall, the process was great. And I really think they did a good job digging deep into our, our security and privacy methods. So it was very good. So you, you said that um, for, for the GE appliance uh, family, smart appliances and so on, gold was the certification level that, that you decided was the best fit, which is great, but allow me to play devil's advocate. There are two levels of certification higher than that. So um, why stop at gold and why not go for diamond uh, or platinum, um, which involved adversarial, you know, sort of kind of taking adversaries and known threats into account and, and having features to, um, to counter the, those types of risks? Yeah, when we worked with UL, we really studied to see which one was appropriate for the data we collected, the amount of data we had, and the privacy protection that we wanted to enable for our consumers, the owners. So ultimately, gold was the one that met our market needs. Uh, we are, we're always evaluating our security. So, you know, we always have goals to be better. So the things that we like about this process is the, the standard is dynamic, right? We can continue to try to achieve gold as the gold standard continues to increase. 
but we can also try for the other ones. Honestly, I felt the uh, platinum and the diamond were for other types of industries, maybe industries that are protecting high-level infrastructure, like the smart grid or medical devices. So we really felt gold was appropriate for a residential appliance, you know, in the home type of application. Based on the risks that you guys identified, that seemed the most appropriate. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So here's a million dollar question, or maybe it's more than a million dollars. I don't know. Obviously, you're investing money and resources in, in obtaining these certifications for GE appliances. Is there evidence that that is going to benefit you on the sales side? In other words, that consumers will select for a, an appliance that has this um, cybersecurity safety the certification versus one that might be a little bit less expensive that does not have the certification? Yeah. Yeah. From, from a consumer standpoint, you know, again, we, we look at it across our portfolio. So it's not necessarily, a, a, you know, an and and an or type of a, you know, an equation. It, it's all, all of our connected appliances live on this platform and have this same kind of philosophy behind them. So I think when you look at things that are, you know, trends in the marketplace that are out there today is, is you know, we've said in a couple of times, this space is dynamic. And so it's always going to change. And so you have new trends out there with, you know, state regulations with California and with Oregon, just to mention a few that are, that are bringing out different regulations and it's bringing privacy, security, more to the forefront. And so when we look at these things, it's it hasn't been typical in the past to have your um, refrigerator or your range or your dishwasher uh, or laundry connected to the internet. And by doing that, you get additional benefits, but you also open yourselves up. And so when we looked at this, it was really one of the lenses that we look at our products through is called peace of mind. And um, you know we usually look at that from a performance or from a feature standpoint, but this really falls into that peace of mind, that assurance that when you buy a product from us that works on our platform, you have the assurance and the peace of mind that, you know, we have your best interest at heart and we're protecting your your information. And I think it demonstrates our commitment and utilizing the UL certification allows us to have a recognized party out there that beyond GE appliances that has said, yes, uh, you know, looked at it and agreed that uh, we're following this framework and, and we do have their best interests at heart. Mm. What you often hear from OEMs is, you know, we, we, you know, we're not hearing from customers, you know, uh, you, you reporters and, and security researchers are after us about these cybersecurity issues, but, uh, you know, our, our con- people who are buying our products, it's just not a concern for them. They're more interested in features and price. And uh, so we're not hearing it. Is that changing? And any evidence that GE or UL have that consumer attitudes are changing either on the privacy front or on the security front to um, to make certification like this a uh, valuable feature? Yeah, I think from the consumer side uh, or manufacturer side, just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? So you know, a lot. Yeah, lots. I mean, you can do that with safety, right? And you know, there there are certain expectations. I think that when a consumer buys a product that they have, and you know, this just gives us another way to be able to to demonstrate that. You know, when I have meetings with our you know retailers uh, and our and our customers, you know, I don't get out of too many of those meetings without somebody asking me something about security. So it is there. It may not be, you know, the first question that comes out of a, con- a consumer's mind, but it definitely, at least in my experience, has has been there. And I think with the regulations that are going on and the awareness that will just get bigger and bigger and bigger as more and more things become connected. 
I would add from a UL perspective that uh, consumers are growing more concerned. In consumer surveys, it regularly uh, comes up as uh, a prime factor in uh, making a purchasing decision whether or not a product has security or privacy built in uh, next to the functionality or the, the price of a product. However, consumers thus far did not really have uh, an option to select based on information about security and privacy that was lacking. So we really feel that with the IoT security rating verified labels, and demonstrating security to end users. Uh, now consumers have the information that they already wanted prior, making better decisions about the connected devices that they uh, invite into their homes. You mentioned the, you mentioned, John. I think sort of the the nature of many of the devices that GE makes, uh, home appliances. You know, they they can have lifespans measured in decades, and I think often in the technology space. We've been conditioned to think of product life cycles of maybe two or three years, you know, for laptops and phones and things like that. I I wonder um, what GE's thinking is about the um, challenge of maintaining uh, security and privacy over that long lifespan, in particular when you have um, changes of ownership. Uh, you know, somebody buys a house and takes the new appliances and becomes the new owner of those. So kind of provisioning and deprovisioning users. And then also uh, issues around uh, repair and maintenance and uh, all those issues, how those kind of figure into your thinking as you're both designing these products and getting these, um, you know, building in these security features. Yeah. So one of the things that we do from a security perspective is, you know, security by design. We do, you know, defense in depth. So we have lots of layers of security. But one of the key things that we've done from the first time we've done any kind of connected appliance is to have the ability to over-the-air update. So this way we could do patches over the air. So that was kind of a fundamental kind of precept that we added to all of our designs. So we anticipate an appliance to last 15 to 20 years. So within that timeline, we should be able to update the appliances over the air to do a security patch as needed. And do you assume that GE is going to be making patches for for you know dishwashers and refrigerators uh, in in 2040 um, that you're that you're selling now, or or could that pass to um, to maybe a third party or or uh, to the public domain you know kind of open source? Yeah, I think all of those are possibilities. You know, right now we've been connected since 2012. We, as GE Appliances, you know, we do most of the software ourselves and we've been doing the updates, you know, but as you said, as we get a bigger base, as we get more and more years, right, it may make sense to, you know, hire a third party to maintain the security and maintain the features of of the older appliances. Right. Or even open source it at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think that's even a possibility. Yeah, as well. I would add that. Uh, so, as you all have even been able to validate as well that there is a proper patch or update process in place. So, that was part of uh, some of the process checks uh, that GE Appliances also referenced. And then, uh, as part of ongoing lifecycle management, uh, we also check that there is a vulnerability management process or program in place. So, that lifecycle management component is part of the requirements uh, in the IoT security rating. And then actually, as you well, we'll continue to validate that on a biannual, every six months uh, basis. So we uh, subject the product to um, surveillance, regular surveillance checks. So ongoing certification, uh, even after the product's been released. Exactly. Yeah. 
So uh, I guess final question would be, where do you see this trend going? And for consumers who might be listening to our podcast, what are some of the cybersecurity concerns or questions they should have as they're going out to um, into the market to buy a smart home uh, appliance? Some of the questions they should be asking and some of the concerns they should have. I think one of the things that we really like is that, that security is out in the forefront. We're hoping this is kind of the scenario where a rising tide rises all boats. And we hope all kinds of IoT companies start to use this. And then from a consumer perspective, really this just empowers the consumers with knowledge and it makes it simpler. I just look for the UL verified mark and I know this is a secure product. I think it's great. It's done two things. One, it should raise the bar for all IoT devices. And two, it just makes it easier for consumer what to look for. You don't have to have a a lot of knowledge about security. You just have to look for the mark. Uh, Security and privacy is what keeps uh, consumers awake at night. It's listed as a prevalent concern and um, uh, mentioned in numerous consumer surveys. So I think it's really educating them that uh, as this is already their concern, um, that now uh, with the all verified mark and the labels, uh, they actually have that information and it's accessible. So I think that's where UL and industry and together with key brands like GE Appliances, we will continue to invest in consumer and market education uh, so that the consumers know and start paying attention that this information is now out there. Gondo, Sean, John, uh, thank you so much, all of you, for coming on and speaking to us on Security Ledger Podcast about the uh, UL uh, cybersecurity certification. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. You've been listening to an interview with Sean Stover, the Executive Director of Smart Home Solutions for GE Appliances, John Osif, Technology Senior Executive of Smart Home Solutions for GE Appliances, and Gonda Lamberink, Global Senior Business Development Manager at Underwriters Lab. <music>